Hi, ladies and gents. Welcome back to Marketing, Management, and Money. We are your hosts, Ryan Owens. And Ryan Murray. This week, we will be talking about the beloved meeting. Ah, fond memories of all the beautiful meetings that I've sat through. Just flashed through my mind. (laughs) Right? (laughs) There's so many times that I can think of where I've been... That exact same thing. It's like you're sitting in a meeting and you are not present mentally <laughs> whatsoever. Whether you're asleep or you're on your phone or you are far, far away in the recesses of your memory. But since you're the exception and the rest of us are. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How many times are you sitting in a meeting just wondering, why are we here? Oh, yeah. What are we supposed to be doing? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like there are way too many meetings or at least too many large chunks of meetings that are completely worthless. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now let's be clear. We're not bashing on the meeting itself. The right. The idea of getting together, especially with the management team, um, you know, and even if you're a solo entrepreneur, it's vitally important that you take time to sit down with maybe a mentor or a peer or someone who you can share ideas with and collaborate with because as human beings, we're social creatures. We need to express. We need to feel validated. We need to share ideas. And and so the concept of meeting together is a very powerful concept Oh yeah, when done correctly. Yeah, there's so many good things that could come out of things like synergy or – you know, when people are feeling empowered or trusted in, in a in group, in an environment, there's so many great things that can come out of the, the collective, right? We're, mm. we're together, we're better than the sum of our parts, essentially. Yes, yes. That gestalt theory. Right. Um, so, I mean, I feel like we could give examples <laughs> all day long <laughs> of, of hard things in meetings, right? Uh, I, so we had... Oh man, I remember there was this company that I worked for and we were required to have a, it was a hotel chain. We were required to have a mandatory um, meeting at the very beginning of every day. So if you were late, everybody knew it. It was 8 a.m. sharp. Okay. And so we gathered and. And you're such a morning person that I oh figured that, gosh. you know, that was yeah. no problem for you. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why that's like burned into my memory because <laughs> yeah. I was always late. But that, but that's the thing is, no, I, sh- I showed up on time, but I wasn't prepared at all for that meeting. I had nothing to contribute going into that meeting because there was so much pressure around you show up, you're expected X, Y, and Z, and we move on from there to our day. And the meeting was structured in such a way that it had no purpose, right? It was like meeting for the sake of meeting. Yeah. Get everybody there on time. We're going to, I'm, you know, the boss is going to come down and yell at everybody and then we all leave and figure (laughs) out what we're going to do for the rest of the day or, or whatever, you know? And I feel like that's one example of how a lot of meetings can go. Right. Or, or, okay. So I've got one and this, this one, I, (laughs) I don't know if if I had a, had it to do over again if I would have done the same thing, but I was in a meeting, and the owner of the company went on a rant 
for at least an hour, mm-hmm. at least. And at the end of his rant, I sort of called him on it. And wow. I, and I, I said, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we beat that dead horse, kicked it a couple times, threw it around, beat it some more. And that's where I'm saying, I don't know if I had to do this to do over. <laughs> you know, I, I, I probably could have been a little bit more tactful in the way that I said, hey, by the way, you know, ranting for a couple minutes is fine. Ranting for well over an hour was a huge waste of everyone's time. And, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't do anything for that company anymore (laughs) really no way but that's okay that's okay on both fronts so um, (laughs) and and so it's this idea that you know as the owner yeah sure you've got a captive audience no one's gonna get up and be like hey uh yeah you you suck and we're done and uh um, right and and so you know but what a waste of everyone's time to just keep everyone there for all that time and, and holding them almost hostage, as it were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's a little bit extreme. But yeah, haven't we all been in a situation where, you know, there are things that we can work on and we're just stuck in right. that meeting? Right. So let's dive in a little bit deeper. Let's talk about some of the elements of an ineffective meeting, right? Some of the things that uh, exist in these worthless meetings. And and then we'll talk about the cost of those and what some solutions to those may be as well. So some of the things that we've already identified here is having uh, or not having a safe space or having like a lack of trust um, to, to work together as a group in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, so when we're talking about safe space, do your employees, does your management team feel like they can talk openly and honestly without fear of, you know, retaliation, without fear of criticism, without, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, are, are they, are they honest with you? Yeah. And, right. You know, that, that's a hard one, especially if you're the person in charge that's a hard one to know because <laughs> you go up to yeah. her, hey, are you being honest with me? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. boss. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Right. But how, how much worse <laughs> off is the right. owner of the company if people are, you know, yeah. just telling them what they want to hear, surrounding right. themselves by yes men? Yeah. And, you know, so, so that safe space, that's, that, that's one of the key elements that, that I think needs to be present in, in every meeting. So I'm glad that you brought that one up. Yeah. And it's not just in, so you mentioned among the management team members and whatever, but this could be any team meeting, any, any meeting where there's a group of people, whether it's with the CEO or whether it's the, uh, the marketing manager and his team, right? Mm -hmm. Or I don't know, whatever. So any time that there is this group working together, even if there's no hierarchical kind of a structure to it, those individuals within that group need to trust each other with the content uh, and, and the relationships that they're working in to be able to um, give and accept feedback in a, not, not necessarily a positive way, but a respectful yeah. And 
helpful way. Right? Yeah. yeah. Not everything has to be, oh, that's a good idea. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Oh, you're a wonderful person. I'm so glad you're here with us today. You know, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you can respectfully say, I disagree. I don't think that we should do that. And that's, that's key. Mm-hmm. If in the meeting, if 100% of the people are agreeing 100%, 100% of the time, it means that people aren't sharing their true feelings. Right. Because as human beings, we just don't agree that much. Oh, for sure not. And so, you know, if you walk out of a meeting and everyone's like, yes, 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 then they're just lying to you. <laughs> right. So other things uh, in terms of the safe space, other things that I think contribute to that are well, as well. Uh, or not not contribute to that rather uh, stem from not having a safe space is your your the people you're working with aren't going to be empowered like you're saying to mm-hmm. to speak up to give their opinion to contradict you know all of these things are healthy yeah in a meeting right uh, it's it's healthy to go against the grain sometimes when you feel that it's right. Not necessarily just for the sake of going against the grain. Nobody likes that guy. That guy's a prick. Well, <laughs> okay. And may, maybe I'm too much that guy and that's why I'm defending this here. <laughs> I but, can tell you right now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> as I'm going against you right now. Safe space. No, safe. A, safe space. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I do think there's a healthy level of, you know, playing the opposing side, the devil's sure. advocate. Oh, for sure. Uh, I totally to agree. To a point. Right. And some people, you know, they just oh, yeah. push it, push it, push it. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm the pot calling the kettle black here for a moment. But, you know, you want a little bit of, of devil's advocate. You want a little bit of opposition to any idea. Even if you agree with the idea. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, and I I totally agree because I've been in meetings where, or in conversations or decision-making processes where there are two or three or four people and you're all inclined to go one direction and nobody is vying for the other option. It's like, well, maybe we should take a look at that. And, And I often find myself being that guy because I feel like I have the, the foresight there, the knowledge, the what am I trying to say? The just the high level, the perspective. Thank you. Holy cow, that was difficult. <laughs> I feel like I can maintain the perspective um, to approach something from a, a contradictory standpoint that may not be my own view, and that has benefited the group often because, yeah, not necessarily that we've changed our minds and gone down that path, but to see. To, or to gain more clarity around why exactly it is that we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that term perspective is really a lot of where the power of meetings lies, is that everyone who comes in comes in with a unique and different perspective, which is super healthy if used correctly. See, here's another issue that I've seen in a lot of meetings is when you bring the wrong perspective to mm, the table yeah. and and I'm going to I'm going to be clear here when I'm saying perspective I really mean when you bring the wrong people to the table like you feel oh, obligated yeah. to invite someone to a meeting just because you don't want them to feel like they've been you know left out or ignored or something like that uh you know I I I was in a meeting recently just a smart a small uh departmental meeting and 
there were a couple people that didn't need to be there. And I told them, I said, hey, we don't need you guys here. Yeah. And they just looked at me like, what? You're kicking mm. us out? Yeah. You know, and afterwards I went and talked to him and I said, nothing personal, just we didn't need you. And I knew you had stuff you needed to take care of. So right. go ahead and focus on what you need to do. But yeah, we're going to, th- this is who's going to be in this meeting and we're going to, we're going to keep that there. And so, you know, having the wrong people come to the meeting, oftentimes it brings in a perspective that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. It's a, it becomes a distraction or uh, a hindrance to be able to make the decisions that need to be made. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, so that leads to something that I feel like is very similar and yet different enough that I think it needs to be addressed is also not having the right people in oh, that yeah. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, you know, accidentally or on purpose, <laughs> leave somebody out, <laughs> which doesn't create a safe space, but <laughs> we've already covered that. So if you, yeah, if you don't have the right person there to make a decision that needs to be made or to collaborate on something where that, that that's their expertise, then you're really hindering the effectiveness of that meeting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, it Not that it becomes completely worthless, but these are all things that, that pull back that effectiveness that you know, draw power from what can be really powerful meetings. Yeah. And, and so often as a culture, as a society, we kind of put things into compartments, into boxes. We like to frame it in a way that makes sense to us. And so you get into a small business and you have the sales and marketing department, you have the accounting and finance department, you have the, you know, yeah. operations, production, you know, and, and, and we kind of have these these departments and we automatically assume that every meeting is you know, centered around departments. And whereas that's often the case, you know, a, a good departmental meeting is is great to have, but oftentimes you need that interdepartmental. And that doesn't mean that everyone from that department <laughs> needs to be invited. You know, right. it, it's decision by committee, which is not, I mean, that's groupthink. That's this idea that we're going to water down the best decisions because we have invited the concept of groupthink into our meeting rather than trimming down and getting the right people, the right mix as we need. Yeah, to be able to make those decisions appropriately, right? Right, right. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Well, I I was just going to say, so, you know, when we're talking about getting the right people, one of the ways that you can gauge if you have the right people is if you keep having the meeting after the meeting, Mm -hmm. then... that's an indication that the wrong mix was in the meeting in the first place. Yeah. And that's, that's a good perspective. I feel like because that just means that people aren't getting what they need out of that meeting or they're, you know, whatever they're there for. Okay. Let me, let me reframe this. So if you have a mix of the wrong people and the right people um, in a meeting, you go about that meeting after that meeting, you have this meeting after the meeting. Oftentimes, it's with the right people that were in that meeting that didn't Should get the have effect. done the meeting in the first place. Yeah, they they found that it wasn't effective enough. They didn't get what they needed out of it. And so, the, therefore, there is this need for the meeting after the meeting. They mm-hmm. get together and end up making decisions outside <laughs> of the meeting right? or planning or collaborating in a different way than 
you know, and then the whole group that should have been involved in that wasn't. Yeah. And there's a number of reasons why humans will, you know, linger and do this meeting after the meeting. It's not always that there's the wrong mix of people, but that is something to look for. It can also go back to that safe space. Yeah. You know, if, if in the meeting it's not a safe space, but the meeting after the meeting is a safe space. I mean, how many times have you seen a meeting and then after the meeting, someone's like, Hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah. And then they go off into a safe space and the two of them speak Mm -hmm. openly what they were afraid to say in the meeting because, you know, they didn't want to be, I didn't want to get bulldozed by Brad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so this, this whole thing, if, if you're seeing that you're having a lot of meetings after the meeting, that that's a sign that your meetings are not running correctly, that you're not doing what you need to be doing. Well, and you may not see the meeting after the meeting, but an indicator that there are those happening is if you have a meeting and then a week later you come back. So the department, I'm going to go with the departmental meeting. So you have your Monday morning departmental meeting, right? Mm-hmm. You make decisions or you feel like it's going in a, in a particular direction. And then you come back the next week and very, it's, it's gone in a different direction. And that, if that happens regularly, then you're very, very likely having meetings after the meeting. You're right. not having that right mix of people or, or trust involved there. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of a, a really good lead into why do we have these meetings in the first place? So when we're meeting as a company, as an entrepreneur meeting with, you know, uh, my mastermind or, you know, my mentor, these are opportunities to make better decisions. This is a decision making process. Right. And so really the, one of the objectives of your meeting should be to come up with the best decision available and to get the input of all of the stakeholders and, you know, get their ideas and, you know, get different perspectives to avoid pitfalls and different things like that. And so it's really this decision-making process. And so one of the things that I'd like to, uh, I'd like to, you know, challenge our listeners to do is when you go into the meeting, make sure that everyone knows why they're going into the meeting and when they're going out of the meeting, were the decisions made that needed to be made? And does everyone feel that that's the decision that was made? You know, I, I had an experience where um, I, I was working with a business and we went in, we, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of met as uh, it was their management team. I was sitting there as a consultant and providing some input and some feedback. And they, uh, you know, they went and they made a decision. Then when they went to present the decision to the company, the management team wasn't on the same page. And in front of the entire company, there were two people that were going at it with different opinions. And I was like, um, okay, remember the meeting that we had? The whole point of that meeting was to not have this happen, you know, yeah. so that we could get on the same page before you got in front of the entire company. Like this Awkward. No, that's when you pull out the popcorn. Yeah, it's going down. <laughs> Get your video camera out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one one problem I see, I'm going to challenge this a little bit here. Okay. One problem that I see or that I could see um, people as they're listening to this thinking like, okay, well, if you only have the right people in for 
specific decisions or whatever, you're going to have a thousand meetings, right? Mm. Like, because if you have to make a decision on this and only two of these three people need to be involved, well, then you just have a meeting with those two people or whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's perfectly acceptable to, um, and, and it's wise to clump kind of ideas together. And that's where, uh, a lot of, a lot of times you see these meetings come together as like a department meeting, right? They're coming together as a department meeting because, all of these things are kind of related. Not all six people in the department are going to be involved in every topic that's discussed, but at some point, all six of those people will be involved. Yeah. On one level or another, right? And and, and I think to the point that you're making, which is a, a very valid point, and I'm glad that you bring it up, you know, anytime that I am leading the meeting... I don't expect that everyone in the meeting is constantly engaged with every topic and every item, but you know, you might have to check out for five minutes while we talk about something else. It really doesn't involve you as much. And, and, and that's still a healthy meeting. Right. If, as you put it, everyone at some point is, you know, connecting back in and coming back in. Well, and another thing that um, I feel that we've done well in the past is, is kind of segment, I don't know how to say this, like we kind of segment out our meetings. So Mm -hmm. for the first half an hour, we will have all six people involved, right? And we'll be going through everything that needs to be discussed there. And and like you've said, we'll, you know, 30 minutes into it, once we're, we're taking care of the whole group, then we'll dismiss two or three people that don't need to be involved in the next 20 minutes. Right. And, and so we're kind of breaking it out. And so it's not just captivating. It's not you know, holding this audience captive for the duration of this mindless checking out, playing on your phone, whatever Mm -hmm. that turns into for them. Yeah. So I want to kind of wrap this all up in a concept that I like to use to help me stay on track and to help the businesses that I work with stay on track. And that is what is the cost of this meeting? I think far too few businesses will take the time to identify the costs that are going into a meeting. So so think about this for a second. Let's say that I have a management team and on my management team, let's say that I've got five people. Okay. okay? And if you think about it, in a company that's going to have a management team of five people, what is going to be the cost of each one of those people? Now, I don't know exactly what you are paying your employees, but at the management level, you can figure that they're not the low-dollar employees. And so you've got high-dollar employees. And so let's say that we're looking at, and I'm just going to throw out 50 bucks an hour, okay? It might be more. It's probably not too much less, but we'll put it at about 50 bucks an hour is the uh, cost of your management team. You've got five of them there. That's $250 per hour for you guys to sit and meet. So if you have a two-hour meeting, that's $500. And I look at this and I say, okay, did you get $500 worth of insight, worth of decision, worth of information on your business? 
Think of it this way. If you were to hire a consultant and they come in and they work for $500 and produce something, you would expect a deliverable. Right. You would expect something from them. You wouldn't go week after week after week of shelling out 500 bucks to this consultant. And you're laughing. And I also <laughs> know people who have gone week after week and, uh, you know, oh, racked yeah. up some pretty serious stuff. It dough. happens all the time. Right. But you shouldn't go week after week after week of just paying out 500 bucks at a pop for nothing. Right. Why do that internally? If you won't do it externally, don't do it internally. Don't do it with your own staff and pull them away from what they need to be doing. Yeah, exactly. And and I think the, the point there is be intentional, right? Mm. Be purposeful about um, why you're doing these things. You know, also, again, to revisit why we started or what, where we were when we started this episode is all too often it's just out of habit. It's out of because, oh, that's what we do. We have a department, so we have a meeting. Well, <laughs> yeah, take a second and think about that. You yeah. know what I mean? And and that's a great way to look at it is to say, okay, how much is this meeting costing me? Mm-hmm. You know, What am I getting for what's, that? What, what's the deliverable out of this? Am I getting that deliverable? And is that deliverable worth X amount that it's costing me for these people to sit here for an hour? Yeah. And I think that's the challenge we're going to leave with our uh, listeners today is to say, next meeting that you find yourself leading, estimate the cost of that meeting. And come up with a deliverable and make sure that the deliverable matches the cost or exceeds the cost. If not, change your meeting up. Make it work. Make it happen. So this has been our weekly episode. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe. Marketing, management, and money. Uh, We love to hear your comments, your feedback, whatever you have for us. And uh, tune in next week. 